the Lord. Amen. I haven't decided what to title this. Amen. So you can title it yourself. Amen. Thank God for Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. It's keeping me alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can live in your deadness if you want to, but I'm going to live in the Holy Ghost. I refuse to live outside the anointing. Hallelujah. I'm going to live in the anointing. Hallelujah. I said I'm going to live in the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Psalms chapter 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this one, in this will I be confident. Everyone say, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. What is your confidence? Come on, ask yourself the question, what is my confidence in? Amen, what am I trusting in? Amen, oh, my confidence isn't in the world, it's in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Hallelujah. Let's ask God to help us today. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you, Lord God, for my faith in you, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for the faith that you put into my spirit. Oh, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, lift your voice to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I praise your name, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my confidence is in you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's clap our hands to the Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated. Hallelujah. What does it take to live for God? Amen. It takes faith to live for God. Faith is 10% what we see, 90% what we don't see. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith. Amen. The word of God tells us without it, you can't please God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, He that cometh to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Diligently seeking God. Amen. Diligently following after the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. Faith is seeing the impossible happen. Amen. Faith is seeing the impossible when all around you, amen, everything's falling apart. That God, you're still in control. That God, your word is still true. I will stand upon the word of God. I will preach the word of God. I will be instant in season and out of season. I will reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I'm going to preach to you tonight the doctrine of the word of God. That if you don't get it down into your spirit, the devil will try to erode your faith. Amen. The devil will try to tell you you don't have to go to church. The devil will tell you you don't have to be holy. The devil will tell you you don't have to do those things that the man of God preaches but I've got faith in my spirit that if I hearken and obey that if I hear the word of God that if I obey his man I will see the miracles in my life well praise God the Lord is my light it didn't say that Edison was my light It says the Lord is my light and my salvation. Hallelujah, my salvation. What is salvation? It's something that saves us from sin. Amen, it's the Holy Ghost. Amen, you can't get salvation without the Holy Ghost. You can't get salvation without baptism in Jesus' name. You've got to have, amen, water baptism. Amen, Holy Ghost in filling. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place, in one accord. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled it didn't say 80% it didn't say 95% it didn't say 99.999% it said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost oh hallelujah they were all filled with the Holy Ghost hallelujah the Lord whom shall I fear. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casteth out all fear. What's perfect love? Jesus Christ. You say, well, I'm not quite sure that I'm going to serve Jesus Christ. And you struggle with fear in your walk with God. You struggle with fear of what somebody else might think about how I look or how I act or how I talk or how I present myself. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Just as long as my God says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I don't care if I look like a square peg in a round hole. Or maybe that's the other way around. 
Hallelujah. I'm probably a little more round than I am square. But however you want to say it, you know what? I'm not trying to fit into this world. I'm not trying to be a chameleon and fit in. Amen. You know what I am? I'm a child of God. I belong to him. I'm walking with Christ. I'm walking with Jesus Christ all the way. Well, hallelujah. And if I don't fit in, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, we're a worshiping church. We're never going to sit back and have, it's not good, it's bad, old, dull, boring church. When, we're, when you're a holy people, you're going to worship God. We worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. We lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. What have your hands been doing today? Amen. I'm going to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I'm not going to have something weighing on my conscience that I can't lift my hands and worship my God. I'm going to make sure that every day, every minute, every second, every hour that I lift my hands to God, that I lift my spirit to him. The Lord is the strength of my life. My life. The Lord is the strength of my life. Think about that a minute. The Holy Ghost, the Lord, is the strength of my walk with God. People say I'm a Christian and they try to live without the power. Give me the power and I'll show you a Christian. Give me the Holy Ghost and I'll show you someone that says, yes, Lord. Amen. Give me the Holy Ghost and I'll show you somebody that'll line up to holiness. You know why you'll line up to holiness when you get the real Holy Ghost? Amen. The Holy Ghost will make you be holy. It'll cause you to say, yes, Lord. It'll cause you to talk right. It'll cause you ladies to dress right and you men to dress right. Praise God. There ain't no cross-dressers in an apostolic church. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. Ladies don't pull on a pair of britches. And men don't pull on dresses. Well, praise God. Amen. If you do it one way or the other, you're a cross-dresser. And that spirit will get a hold of you. You say, Pastor, I'm not wearing pants. If the shoe fits, wear it. You think this is something funny. You just wait till God gets done with your playhouse. And you can't figure out why you got problems running out your ears. 
You say, oh, pastor, please preach on faith. I'm preaching faith right now. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how will they hear without a preacher? How are you going to hear without a preacher? Amen. To tell you how to live for God and how to dress your, how to dress your daughters and how to dress your young men. Come on, somebody. It's time to stand up for truth and righteousness. Praise God. Amen. This world, they pull the gloves off all the time. And man, they'll suck you in the spiritual jaw and say you have to accept our LGBT and you have to accept our perversion and you have to accept, no way, I don't have to accept it. Amen, Jesus Christ brought me out. Jesus Christ delivered me from that life and I'm never going back. I ain't turning back. I ain't looking back. I'm walking straight forward. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, there's, hey, there's someone running the aisles that don't even have the Holy Ghost yet. But I believe before this service is over, you can have it. Hey, I grew up on preaching like this. I got a conviction in my spirit, and I'm not going back. I refuse to look back. Amen. You can shout amen or oh me. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. You say, oh, pastor, surely they weren't really eating his flesh. I just saw an article today that cannibalism is becoming popular. And I, saw, I thought that's a demonic spirit that people, they can't, oh, it, it, it went from uh, biting on each other. Amen. It went from that to vampires to where people were sucking each other's blood. And now it's going to, can- you think this world, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. But you know what? The church is going up. The church is going up to the house of the Lord. The church is walking in holiness. The church is going to take the highway. I'm not turning my back. I'm going straight forward. Amen. Bible says it's an abomination to eat the blood, the life that's in the blood. I was talking about me and you. It's not talking about an animal. We're not an animal. We're human. We're mankind. We're made just a little lower than the angels. God gave us dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowls of the air and the beasts of the earth. Oh, I'm preaching to you today. Don't fall for the spirits of this world. Don't fall for the popularism of the world. What's popular?
popular. The things that are happening in this world, this world will tell you it's popular to go out and be a homo. This world will tell you it's popular to go out and be a lesbo. Amen, but I'm preaching to you tonight that it's still, God still creates man and woman. God still creates, amen, God still makes us holy. God still has us as his people. You say, why are you preaching so hard against the spirits of this world? Because they preach to you every day. It's on the news every day. It's on Instagram every day. It's on Facebook every day. It's on TikTok. You better not be looking at TikTok, but it's out there on TikTok every day. You say, is it a sin to look at TikTok? It is because I preach it. I promise you, you're not thinking about Jesus watching somebody do the hoochie coochie. Am I right or am I wrong? Amen. You say, well, that's, that's not all. that I've had people use this on me on television. Say, well, you know, everything that's on TV is not bad. It's kind of like going down to the local sewage plant. How many have ever been south of town to the sewage plant? Say, there has to be a tomato in here somewhere. Say, Pastor, that's gross. Well, that's the, way, that's the way looking at the trash of this world is. I know there has to be a good French fry in here somewhere. You say, Pastor, that's about to make me puke. Well, that's what the world does to me uh, when I see it affecting the church and affecting the saints of God. Uh, that's why I preach against it. Uh, amen. Don't partake of it. Uh, touch, taste not, touch not, uh, handle not. Uh, amen. Don't let this world, uh, amen, become part of your daily walk with God. Uh, amen. Put Jesus Christ. I said put Jesus Christ right in the center. should encamp about me my heart shall not fear oh Elisha's servant I don't know if it was Gehazi at that point or not you can be seated they were surrounded the armies of the Syrians were all around isn't it amazing how God's people in the natural is a reflection of what God's people, the God's spiritual people go through. Oh yeah, the devil tries to surround us with a host. A host of what? A host of problems. A host of, a host of bills. I'm going to tell you, saints of God, it's not God's will for you to go out and borrow as much money as you can just to have a car or have a house. Amen. I'd much rather you borrow money for a house than a car. 
This isn't Dave Ramsey financial here tonight. Amen. But the devil try to saddle you up with so much debt that you can't even think about anything else besides that when you're trying to worship God. Amen. You ought to say, that's good preaching, Pastor Carriker. You ought to take your credit cards and cut them up if you can't control them. Amen. Don't allow the devil to hold down and keep you back and keep you under condemnation and keep you under a load of guilt because you can't pay your bills and you can't pay your tithes and your offerings. You know, if the devil, yeah, the devil will try to steal from you. He came to steal. Kill and destroy. But when God blesses you with a raise, amen, don't go out and spend more money. Put some in the bank. Save some. Spend a little bit. I said a little bit. And I promise you, I'm not going to tell one of you how to run your finances. You're a big boy and a big girl. You do it. That's your responsibility. But I'm going to preach it. Come on, somebody. Man, you ought, to, you ought to go out and listen to Dave Ramsey. Yeah, he, he used to tell you, that, oh, you won't go to hell for not paying your tithes if you got bills to pay. But he faced such a backlash on that that he, he quit saying that. The first thing I do when I get paid is I pay my tithes and my offering. And I'll tell you something right now. My tithes and my offering are not a bill. I don't tell one person, well, I have to pay my tithes and my offering. I can't afford it. You'll never be blessed of God with an attitude like that. Hallelujah. I make sure. And you know how I pay my tithes and my offering? Right off the top. Man, if God's going to entrust me with this much money, I'm going to make sure that I pay way more than what needs to be paid. Right off the top. It's not taxes. I don't try to do tax deductions. Well, why am I on this tonight? Oh, I remember why. It's because faith. The devil tries to destroy your faith. Oh, you can't pay tithes. Huh? Hey, man, you don't have. Oh, yeah, I've got the money. I'm, I'm paying my tithes and my offerings. Huh? Hey, man, my God, huh? he's blessed me. And when I pay my tithes and my offering, you know what's going to happen? Hey, man, is God's going to pour out, open up the windows of heaven huh? and pour you out a blessing, Nathan Carriker. Hey, man, I'm looking at saints of God. Huh? Hey, man, that are faithful. Hey, man, don't let the devil work on your faith. Huh? Don't let the devil work on your heart. Don't let the devil work on what God's given to you. I told a man in this church one time, he was paying people. And he said, yeah. He said, I'm paying tithes on what I pay them. I said, that's wrong. You're wrong, brother. The Bible says you're increased. And what you pay to someone else is not your increase. 
And he said, you know something, Pastor? I know, I know that and I understand that. But he said, I'm just going to keep on doing it because God just keeps on blessing me. And you say, well, he was paying way too much on tithe. Well, let me tell you what. Hey, man, my Bible says that I've never seen the forsaken, the righteous forsaken, nor the righteous begging bread. And I promise you that man, he don't go to this church anymore. He's in the church somewhere else, but he's still not begging bread. Hey, man, he's still not forsaken. And he sent me a picture of the house he bought. He bought a $300,000 home. And I thought to myself, you know something? Hey, man, you can't outgive God. God will bless you. God will make a way out of no way. Well, praise God. I said God will bless you and God will make a way out of no way. And I promise you, if you want to look at my notes, tithing was not in my notes. But you know something? The devil will work on your faith. Oh, I just, I'll just put a token amount in. You know what? You might fool your pastor. But God keeps perfect records. I don't pay taxes on my net. I pay taxes on my gross because it's income. And you know what the devil tell you? Oh, you don't know, you don't have to pay tithe on, on the on the gross amount. Oh yeah? What's your increase? They don't send you W two at the end of the year for your net, they send it to you for your gross. And the devil will work on the saint of God. Saying, oh, don't pay your tithes and offerings. You know something? I'm going to say something in the Holy Ghost right now. Sister Nova, you've been faithful to God. And you know what's going to happen? Is I don't know what's going to happen with your job, but God's going to take care of you. Just mark it down. I said it. God's going to take care of you. I said God's going to take care of you. Hallelujah. God's going to take care of you. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. God's going to make a way. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God's going to make a way. Amen. Don't fear what the world can do to you. Don't fear. Be faithful to God. Wow. The war should rise against me. You say, Pastor, are we in war? Oh yeah, we're at war. We're fighting a proxy war right now. With who? Russia. Have you read your newspaper? We're over here rocking along like everything's okay. Everything's just fine. Don't rock the boat. I'm going to preach to you right now that when the wars begin to happen, amen, and if you don't think our nation isn't at war right now, you're fooling yourself. You say, oh, we need to get gun control. Amen, I promise you that if you try to control guns, you know who's going to have guns? The criminals. You can take the front of this church and line it up with all different types of weapons. And we could have church till Jesus come and none of those weapons would ever hurt you. 
The Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. It's a finger on a human being that pulls the trigger. And if you don't think our nation's not at war right now, you're fooling yourself. But it's not time to get fearful. You know, the first thing that's cast into hell is the fearful and the unbelieving. I don't, I don't fear death. Jesus said, don't fear them that can destroy your body. But fear him that can destroy both your soul and your body. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Amen. When, when you stand before God. Amen. If it's in, in the judgment of the quick and the dead, the rapture of the church, or you stand before God at the great white throne judgment. Amen. I'll promise you that God's going to be a righteous judge. And you will bow your knee to him. And you better fear him. You better get a fear of God in your heart. That's a problem in our, in our world, our nation, is people have lost their fear of God. I am concerned about what God thinks about me. I am concerned about what I see on the internet. Come on. I am concerned. I'm just about ready to put a big old X. It doesn't happen all the in fact it's it's so it's so random. I'm like, why in the world does Jay Post do this? I like reading about Israel. And stupid stuff at the bottom of the screen will pop up with no solicitation at all. And it makes me angry. Am I am I telling the truth? Does it happen to anybody else? Well, if it don't, it's because you're not looking at the internet. And you know something? I'm just about done. Because how much, how much can I endure in my spirit? Lot, the Bible says that Sodom and Gomorrah vexed Lot's righteous soul daily. Now, I'm not quite sure how he was righteous, but that's what the Word of God says. Maybe he had the, I think this was before synagogues, but maybe he had the only synagogue in Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you hearing me tonight? You know what Jesus said about Sodom and Gomorrah? I said to Brother Romero, I said, you know why they're down there in Mexico killing people? And going nuts down there is because they've never had a one God apostolic preacher preach to them. It's because the nation that forgets God, amen, that God turns him over to their sins. If it wasn't for a one God apostolic preacher preaching, uh, amen, there wouldn't be a church. Uh, amen, because it takes apostolic preachers to preach the gospel. There have been preachers from the day of creation. Who was the first preacher? Adam. Oh, yeah. He wasn't very effective at first. 
One son killed the other. The Bible says by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. By faith. How did he do it by faith? Because there was a preacher preaching. And there has always been apostolic preachers from the day of Pentecost until now that have preached the gospel. Oh, I'm telling you, the good news today is, is that we're getting out of here, that there's hope. Amen, that the Holy Ghost will change your life. Oh, that's what the gospel is, it's good news. Amen, and there's been preachers preaching it. Amen, there's never been a time when there hasn't been a church. There'll always be a church. I promise you, if somebody's praying and say, God, I've got to have a preacher, I've got to have a church, God's going to make a way. Oh, yeah. I had a man tell me, he said, I, he said, I want to get back in church, Pastor Character. Most of you don't know who it is, so don't worry about trying to figure out who it is. And I said, well, I said, you can't come to this church because of circumstances. And I said, but I'll tell you this. You keep praying, God will make a way. And you know what happened? Is God made a way. Amen. He has someone preaching to him now. He has someone preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has someone that's preaching the Acts 2.38 doctrine. Oh, I'm telling you, church. Hey, man, don't try to put God in a box. Don't try to put God in a corner. Don't try to say, God, I can't live for you because, because God will remove the obstacle and say, okay, now you have to live for me. Now you don't have any other choice. Hey, man, now you don't have any other excuse. Hey, man, I'm going to make a way. It's dangerous just having a few notes. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple. Maybe you didn't hear that verse of scripture. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Oh yeah, there's times as young people, the devil say, oh, just wait till you turn 18. You don't have to listen to mom and dad any longer. You can do what you want. But there was some prayer meetings that happened with David before he wrote this psalm. There were some prayer meetings that happened with a young man. Hey man, he said, God, I may be out here all by myself. You know, most of you, amen, could not go out on the hillside and work a job, amen, 24-7 all by yourself. There might be a few that could. We got some goats over by our house. You'll have to forgive my little rabbit trail here. But those goats, they're not sheep, but nonetheless, 
They're kind of in the same environment. They're out in the heat. They're out in the thorns and the thistles. They're out where there's ticks. They're out where there's snakes. Somebody's with me right now. And David was a shepherd boy. And he was out there in the wild. He was out there in the thorns and the thistles. He was out there with all the ticks and the snakes. He was out there with all the coyotes. In fact, he was out there with bears and lions. How many is with me right now? Those goats, they're out there. And I said, man, I'm sure glad I'm not that dog out there watching over them. Could you imagine being out there all day and all night? I don't know that, I don't know that David had a shepherd dog. He may, maybe he did. But you know what he did have? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Amen. He had a rod and he had a staff. And he had a sling. He had a harp. Amen. That when he became fearful, he started to sing. I'd rather you young men come down here, you young ladies come down here and sing. If you're playing an instrument, play an instrument. Amen. Pray. Amen. Have a, have a, have a worship service. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't have to be on Friday night or Wednesday night. You can come down here and sing and play anytime you want because I would rather for you to be in the house of the Lord than out somewhere in a house of ill repute. Well, praise God. Amen. I'd rather for you to be in the house of the Lord praising God than somewhere else tearing down your walk with God. David said to King Saul, he said, I'm not afraid of that giant. I've already killed a lion and a bear with my bare hands. How many scared of a lion? Yeah. Hey, I promise you, you go over there. Go over there to the Wichita Zoo. Man, you go in there where the apes are at. Man, those, those they're, they're wild animals. They got that big old thick glass between you and them. And I'm like, I'm over there going. <laughs> Come on, big boy. But I promise you, if I was out in the wild and there wasn't no big old piece of thick glass between me and him, I wouldn't be so confident. And that bear and that lion, they came against the sheep. And David said, hey, these are my father's sheep. And I'm not going to allow this bear in the line. You know why the man of God preaches the way he does? It's because you're God's sheep. And God's made me the shepherd over this flock. And I refuse to see sin. I refuse to see worldliness. I refuse to see ungodly people tear this flock apart. And I've got to have sheep that love God. And I've got to have sheep that want the Holy Ghost. I've got to have sheep that want to walk with God. That's why I preach it to you. Oh, the devil hates the church. But God loves the church. God loves the church so much that he gave his life for it. <laughs> Woo, 
Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Amen. That God loved me so much, he gave his life for me. I got to keep moving. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. I feel like I've preached a long time. Some, are, some of you are saying you have, Pastor. Praise God. I promise you I'm not going to come tickle your ears. Let's just cut to the chase. I've been preaching faith here. It says, by faith, Joseph. Everyone say, Joseph. This man suffered the fate of ungodly relatives and brothers that sold him into slavery. And he didn't lose his walk with God over it. He said, I'm going to keep serving God. There's going to come a point in your walk with God if you live for God long enough that the devil will give you an excuse. The devil will give you an excuse. Are you hearing your pastor? Listen to what I say. He'll give you an excuse not to live for God. He'll give you an excuse not to come to church. He'll give you an excuse to get mad at your brother or your sister. You know, some of you, the devil's been working on you. The devil's told you, you know, you brought so-and-so to church off your job and they didn't want to live for God. They destroyed their family. That's very disheartening when you see that happen. But you know what you have to do? Is you got to say, you know what? I refuse to allow that to drag my walk with God down. I am going to live for God. Stay strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Joseph was in prison. He sat there. And the Bible says he rose to the top even in prison. He refused to bow to Pharaoh's henchmen. I promise you, if you think that those dudes that ran those prisons then were equal opportunity and, and got to be careful and not to hurt someone, oh, no, 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 no. They were pure devils. And Joseph rose to the top. He said, you know something? It doesn't matter what state I am. Paul wrote, he said, it doesn't matter what state I'm in. That I have learned that whatsoever state I am in, that therewith to be content. You imagine the food they ate? It probably wasn't fit for a dog to eat. I promise you they didn't get three, three meals a day. Nah. 
you want to read, you can, you can read all about foreign prisons. The United States is the only country that incarcerates more of its population than any other country and feeds them, gives them shelter. Oh, yeah. Read about other countries, how they treat their prisoners. But Joseph, the opportunity came for him to be a light. And he told the butler, he said, you're going to be restored. And he told the baker, he said, within three days your head will be lifted off of you. And sure enough, the butler went on back to the halls of the palace. The baker was in a cold, dark grave. And Joseph was still sitting there in a prison cell. By faith, Joseph, when he died, he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And as he sat there in that prison, I promise you, he didn't know any of the good things that were getting ready to happen in his life. He never dreamed that someday he would have a wife and two sons. He never dreamed that he would be on the same power as Pharaoh except he didn't sit on the throne. Read your Bible. He wasn't just second in command. He had the same power as Pharaoh. He was just as powerful except that he didn't sit on the throne. Think about that. He had no idea. But the Bible says by faith, Joseph, when he died, he made mention. You know what? Joseph was a visionary. When he was sitting in that prison, I don't believe that he was just sitting there biding his time. I believe that he was sitting there saying, you know something? How will I act when I get out of this prison or I get the call? What will my reaction be? Some of you are sitting in, a, in some type of prison that the devil's tried to put you in. And all you can see is the four walls of that prison house. But I want, I want to inspire faith into your spirit tonight that I want to see beyond just what today is. But I want to have a vision of what God wants me to be. I want to seek the face of God. I want to do the will of God. What God calls me to do. I won't always be in this condition because my God said he will deliver me. My God said he will set me free. And sure enough, the call came. You know what Joseph did? He didn't walk in before that king and say, here I am. You have to accept me as I am. Stinking. I'll guarantee you they didn't have showers. The Bible says he got up and shaved his face. He said, Pastor, they didn't have big razors in. Okay, so he got out the straight razor. He 
He said, if I'm going to stand before the king, I refuse to look like everybody else in this world. What was his world? It was a prison house. Anybody with me here tonight? 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, Beholding him with an open face. That's the reason why I get up and I shave my face every day. It's because I'm going to stand before the king today. And I'm going to worship God with an open face. What makeup is to a woman, a beard and a mustache is to a man. And apostolics, you know what we do? Is we say, yes, Lord, I've heard your word. I've heard your pat, my pastor preach it. And I'm going to hold the banner high. Joseph said, I'm not going to stand before the king looking like everybody else. I don't want him to mistake me for a prisoner that got loose. He changed his garments. He put on a new garment. I can just imagine when he was putting that garment on to stand before the king, I can just imagine he's probably saying, man, I wish I had that coat of many colors that my dad gave to me. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You know, the Bible says the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the New Testament. And when Joseph's father gave him that coat of many colors, man, you all got nice suit coats on? I like that suit. And when he put that suit coat, I'm sorry, that coat of many colors on Joseph, man, his brothers were jealous. You know what happened in the Old Testament? It was a shadow of good things to come. That when he fills us with the Holy Ghost, he puts a robe of righteousness on us. We had an old robe. I had an old robe of unrighteousness. That old cloak of sin that the devil said, hey, hey, you, you, you're a thief. Here's your cloak. Hey, thief, here's your cloak. Uh, you, whatever whatever the, the, the past was, hey, man, that's what we're saddled with. But when we get the Holy Ghost, hey, man, not only does God fill us with his spirit, but he gives us a robe of righteousness. Hey, man, he gives us that robe. You know what that robe is? It's that robe of white. Hey, man, we got to make sure it's without spot or blemish or any such thing. This world will tell you, oh, you don't need that robe of righteousness. Oh, holier than thou. No, I'm not trying to be holier than thou. I'm trying to be holy for God. You young ladies, don't be ashamed of who you are. Stand up. People say, why do you dress the way you dress? Say, man, I'm glad you asked. And <coughs> show them the word of God. Say, Deuteronomy 22 and 5 says, it's an abomination for a man to wear that which pertaineth unto a woman. And it's an abomination for a woman to wear that which pertaineth unto a man. That's the reason why I dress in a dress. And that's men, that's the reason why we dress in a pair of pants. There's a distinction. 
But I think I already hit on that once tonight. But you know what? The devil's trying to discourage the saints of the Most High God and tell you this is the way you got to dress in order to look good. Hogwash. I'm not trying to keep up with Hollywood. I could care less what the Hollywood stars look like. They're not godly people. And so they're going to dress ungodly. And so godly people don't dress like the world. Well, praise God. Thank you for standing up and saying amen. Hallelujah. When you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will make you holy. Oh, yeah, the devil's telling me right now, oh, you shouldn't be preaching like that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep on preaching it. Amen. Amen. Get the revelation. Get the conviction in your spirit. The devil loves for us not to have conviction. Conviction is your friend. The Holy Ghost will convict you. The Holy Ghost will talk to you. The Holy Ghost will tell you, don't, don't go there. Don't say that. The Holy Ghost will say, come on. You're coming by the church. Why don't you stop in to pray? There's going to be a men's prayer meeting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Come on, men, stop in and pray. Come pray. Oh, hallelujah. Is this all right? I'm going to keep on preaching until I die or Jesus comes. I'm going to tell you something right now. You say, Pastor, I don't preach this way all the time, church. You say, Pastor, why do you preach this way? Is because my Bible tells me. It doesn't tell you, it tells me that I'm going to stand before God to give an account for you. When God says to me, why didn't this person make it, Nathan Carriker? I have to give an account. God's going to say, did you ever preach it? Did you ever teach it? Did you ever stand without fear or favor before a hundred plus people and preach it? Do you think it's a comfortable thing for a man of God to stand before people and preach this? No, but I've got a mandate from heaven that your soul is more important than the way I feel. I'm going to give an account for you. And I would rather do it with joy. I said, I want to do it with joy. I want to do it with joy. And I want to say, God, this person, hey man, they didn't miss church one time. They prayed. Oh yeah, there's not going to be any time clock in heaven. There's not going to be a time clock on the wall. Every person, every pastor is going to stand and give an account for the sheep. 
Bible says you're going to give an account and I'm going to give an account. You better hear this preacher tonight. As a man of God, I'll come to you with the face of a man. I'll be your friend. I'll talk to you. I'll go hunting and fishing with you. And there's times that I'm going to come to you with the face of an ox. And I'm going to put down the plow. And I'm going to plow up the thorns and the thistles and the briars. Because I've got a responsibility to preach it to you. And there's going to be times where I come to you with the face of an eagle and I preach faith to you. And I tell you, you can live for God in the face of all adversity. That there's nothing too hard for my God. That my God, he is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. Your pastor's going to come to you somewhere in your walk with God. Amen. I, 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 may not, I, I may be Nathan Carricker, but I'm the pastor of this church. And when God puts it in my spirit to preach like I'm preaching tonight, there's a reason because there's a war going on. The war should rise against me. I will not be afraid. Amen. I will be confident in my God. Hey, let's go on and read in Hebrews chapter 11. Moses, he said he chose rather, verse 25. Verse 24 says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of reward. You say, what pastor is recompense of reward? Recompense is repayment. Repayment. I know I've preached a long time. He had respect unto the recompense of reward. He had respect unto the repayment. He knew that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence. You know what the devil works on? He works on your faith in God because that's our confidence. Our hope is the coming of the Lord. Our salvation is water baptism in Jesus' name, infilling of the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is our salvation. But don't cast away your confidence. 
which has great repayment of reward. Great repayment. Think about that. You know, in this life, we may never recoup losses financially. We never be, may be repaid for all the effort that we are nice to somebody or we help somebody. Think, think about it. I mean, in life, there's always opportunity that you're helping somebody or you're doing something for somebody. And many times, it's just out of generosity that you're helping them. I mean, it's with me. But what about in the world to come? What about in eternal life? What about when we step on the streets of gold? That I'm not living this life in vain. I'm not living this life in vain. There's a reason why I do and live the way I do. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And so you know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to keep on believing God. I'm going to keep on trusting God. I'm going to keep on living for God. Because I'm not casting away my confidence. Let's all stand tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, this altar's open. If you want the Holy Ghost, I told you you could have the Holy Ghost. Oh, in the name of Jesus, if you would like to come and pray. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we gather in church? Hallelujah. The church always comes to pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus. I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, you ladies, help this, help this lady pray. Help Desiree pray. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray with her. Hallelujah, pray through the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Hallelujah, down in my soul. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, young men, it's time to pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just like the Bible says, well, I've been to the water Come on, Holy Ghost, right now. Come on, brothers, let's pray. Well, yes, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just like the Bible, oh, just like the Bible yes, says, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says.
baptized my soul got happy and I'm satisfied I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now just like the Bible just like the Bible just like the Bible says I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul just like the Bible says I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul just like the Bible says well I've been to the water and I've been baptized my soul got happy and I'm satisfied I wouldn't take 